Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Twitter at littleempirepod. Ah, bonus of the mind, brought to you by Karma Cola. We're about to start recording, but Rose is going to take a big old shit. <laughs> so... I'm going to play both Rose and Alice for this ad. Hey, Alice, um, what's up with cum cola? Rose, thanks so much for asking. My God, what a good question. Cum cola is a, a bevy. It's a beverage. It's a cola beverage, and it's about good karma. You give money to them, and you know what? They give it to other people. That's right. They don't keep it for themselves, Rose. Oh, don't like that. Come on now, Rose. Share your money. Share it. Share it around. <laughs> Rose. Seriously, Carmacola give their money to a foundation that helps people with HIV AIDS and educates girls. Oh, so you've got nothing for that? You're a monster. I'm starting a low Can I just energy. check before we... Um, Let's start Let's again. do an exercise to get you high energy, okay? Let's just start the whole thing again. Okay, but I'll just do my thing first. Just take direction for once. Have you ever partner danced and let somebody else lead? <laughs> um, yeah, but only because it was at Ponce Media. It was dance sport, which you would have done as well. Yeah. Shout out to dance sport. Shout out to dance sport. Um, yeah, I, I had to because it was sexist and the boys had to lead. So that's good. Sorry, I'm starting a stopwatch so I don't go a minute over the amount of time I have to do this podcast. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Boners of the Mind. Okay, I hope we keep some of these in so people get to know the real you. Instead of the you who thinks she's live on the air. God, but they're going to love it. They're going to lap it up. Um, um, welcome. I've had so little sleep. Oh, God. I'm so sick of hearing Shut that up. how little sleep you've had. Four hours is not enough it's for me. It's such a humble brag, though. It's, it's not a humble it brag. It is a humble brag. It's I've a humble been, brag. It's the equivalent of like I'm so busy and fulfilled in my life that I don't have the time to sleep right now. Well, there's, there's, that's absolutely humble. All right, so hu- that's just that's hu- humble. Oh yeah, that's humble brag. Okay, yeah. stand. It's down. not brag. Stand down. I'm not brag. I'm no. It's a it's an excuse. It's a humble excuse. Is that I'm very tired. And I don't really. The whole world is tired. Oh, shut the fuck up! I'm just. I'm on honestly. I'm, this is I, my. I'm, I'm at the, the end of my tether. The whole world is tired. Listen, I'm not going to be a little yes man in your life. All right. I'm here to your bullshit perspective. Bullshit on me. Don't ex- don't expect. And me you'll yes be like. Man, yeah. You'll be don't like. Expect oh, me just to bow down. Do you have any chocolate, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! Don't body shame me. Like I'm not body shaming you, but you'll be like. Guys, there are people in some countries who don't even have food. Yeah. And Stand then, by that statement. It's true. Okay. I'm going to bring that up. The next th- silly thing you say. Okay. And it's going to be real good. I'm going to record it on my phone and what? put it into one of these podcasts right here. Okay. 
Welcome to Boners of the Mind, where everything is falling apart. My name is Rose Benefeo. This is Alice Sneddon. Um, no, put those put those drums away. So what we're talking about today on the podcast, bit of a sidetrack from what we usually talk about. Obviously, we kind of try and tackle the bigger... Um, uh, it's a big issue. Know, big issues in life. Well, it is a big issue, actually. You're right. Um, do you want to introduce the uh, topic, Alice? Sure. We don't leave a huge pause before oh, okay. you introduce it. Oh, it's just building tension in the room. Absolutely. We have discussed it. that Silence doesn't build tension in, in podcasts and radio. Well, it literally dis- no it dissipates. No one can objectively know or not know the answer to that. So we can how? both have a different opinion. How, how could no one objectively know? Well, because art is subjective. This isn't art. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, today's topic is plastic surgery. Should or should not. <laughs> that, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Ow, my get nose it. really hurts. Get it, get it fixed. I think I should get it fixed. Okay, so, I was very, I was very insecure about my nose growing up in my. Well, yeah. No, I was very insecure. I think because this, because this is what we want to talk about generally, right? So I would never say to somebody, uh, I don't believe you should be allowed to get plastic surgery. Of course, if you want to, mm-hmm. there should be, a, you should be able to, right? Yes. However, it fundamentally makes me sad. Yeah, of course. That's a whole relationship with it. But okay. well, did guys, you ever watch it's been that? Nice having you on <laughs> <Shut> the podcast. <laughs> did you watch that? Um, did you used to watch that um reality television show, the, the um, Swan? The Swan, yes. And, or remember when Extreme Makeover? The reason body why edition. they, ha- yeah. Well, it was just Extreme Makeover because it was Body Edition, but it was just Home Edition because it was the Home Edition of the Extreme. And then they just yeah d- re- realized that they cannot make a fucking reality television show about giving someone plastic surgery to improve their self-esteem but it was quite sweet yeah uh, this one was quite sweet okay so would you get plastic surgery okay let's do it in Um, phases of your life okay would you get plastic surgery now as standing if you had the money right no okay would you get plastic surgery 10 years from now it depends on what happens to my face um face the same standard aging i don't know what standard aging is i think like more wrinkles more lines I think I'm the biggest thing I want to deal with is like the bags under my eyes. I think I'm going to get bags under my eyes. Yeah, can you get those fixed? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'm coming yeah. round. You can. Mm. Um, I think I don't have to worry. I, I smile. I raise my eyebrows when I smile. I don't go like this. The listeners at home will love that uh, kind of uh, <laughs> demonstration there, <laughs> where I just smile two different ways. Um, see if you know the difference. Call in if you knew the difference. But I raise oh, my eyebrows. <laughs> I raise my eyebrows and so I get these wrinkles on my forehead. Do you raise um, your eyebrows when you smile? Okay, here we go. This is me smile. This is how I smile. Hold on. Just have silence for tension. Okay. Yeah, I can confirm that. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I, have a, see, I, have I don't smile like this. About, I don't I have smile a like this. Genuine question about your smile. Are you a fake smiler? Um, to a, to, a, to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. Because uh, when I enough people, I knew pe- it. I fucking knew it. No, no, no. I've got. I know. I genuinely smile a lot of the time. Well, when are you tell? When are you saying when I smile? When I fake smile? I today at one point I said something and then you smiled and I was like, that's not real. <laughs> no, it would. It would have been real. It would have been real. I'm talking about like photos and stuff. Those are fake smiles. Oh, yeah. You definitely fake smile on photo. Everyone yeah. fake smiles on photos. No, I think my smiles are genuine. But that's the problem is that because people, and this is a thing we've talked about, is that when people brand you as like fucking miserable bitch, never smiles all the time. Like I, some of our friends <laughs> smile all the time. That. Do you think that people brand you as a miserable bitch? Yeah, I think that people do. Just because I don't. I mean, it's the whole resting bitch face thing, right? Isn't it? But do you I never thought a resting I, bitch face? I never thought I did. But then 
everyone has told me recently we that take I do. take a photo of your face and put it up on the podcast so they can have, we can do a poll. Yeah. Well, my face <laughs> looks better when I'm smiling. But I think it's just, I don't know. I think I find it, I'm thinking a lot of the time, not like about smart things, just thinking, like worrying about like, you know. What did you tell me today? I'll, you said, I'm an intellectual. People have, no, I said people have, I've been known to be intellectual. That people call me an intellect. Yes, people call me an intellect. <laughs> a great intellect. Yeah. No, okay, this is my face. Okay, this is my... <laughs> this is what I think my resting face is. Okay, I'll, I'll describe it for the list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mouth slightly open, looking off into the distance, afraid to make eye contact. Um, eyebrows medium, not high, Far not a low. Oh, like, yeah, a little bit of a frown. And... Maybe like you're smelling a fart a little bit. I'm constantly doing that. Wait, <sighs> whose farts are you smelling? Just everyone's. I, I could smell them from a mile away. All right, I'll do my face and you see if you t- you describe it. This is just my resting face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to read. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to read. So it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like um really like no emotion in the mouth. Literally not one ounce of emotion in the mouth. Emotion in the eyes. Emotion in the eyes. It's a thinking emotion. It's Thank a staring you. into your a staring into you. That's what you look like when you're undecided about something. Or that's what you look like when you think something and someone's saying something that's opposite to what you're saying and you're figuring out how to tell them that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly do you notice that I do that a lot? Or is that um what you you, this, you that's just how you describe my that look? No, you do that. Which I do as well. Someone said to me today that I was intimidating. Lots of people it's, say that, don't they? Well, they say that. <laughs> they say that about me, though, as well. I take it as a compliment. I don't think I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't take it as a compliment. I take it as That's a compliment. There's the difference between you and me. You want people to be afraid of you. <laughs> Honestly, I think I've. I think I'm really going down a dark path where, like, I see like Joan Crawford as a role model. <laughs> Ice Queen. Not ice cream, but just absolute like bitch, <laughs> but like crazy, but like I don't know. I think there's something funny in being just so about what you are. Like, yeah, I think there's something quite like intoxicating about that. Yeah, I agree. You know, I I agree that like the so when she was like, "You're intimidating." At first, I was like, "Oh God, I hate that," because like my instinct is to want to be liked by everybody, mm-hmm. and so to think that I'm somehow immediately giving off a vibe where that would like block somebody from liking me. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was hard to take in. But then mm-hmm. I'm aware sometimes that I'm doing it, and I know that I play into it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a fo- like I'm lying to myself yeah. that I don't like it. You That's know what I funny. mean? And I was thinking the other day, I was about how like sitting in like a writer's room or just like any environment where you're like one woman amongst like many men Mm -hmm. and um, thinking about like putting your ideas out there Mm -hmm. and talking to other women who are like in industries or any kind of industry where there's an imbalance about how they feel about stepping forward with their ideas. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like much more inclined to be like, fuck it. I'm just going to say what I think. Yeah. And like get fired as opposed to like holding back on what I actually think. No, I agree. I mean, I never have I ever like had the reputation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you drank your water right there. <laughs> um, no, I've never um like, 
I, I before previously because you we, we 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 definitely work in environments in every aspect of comedy where there's a where we're always one of two or you know a minority of women in the in yeah. the room. So I've got a reputation apparently for being quite angry mm. with or angry with my <laughs> um, approach to like co- like working with men. Yeah. Um, which has been almost a deliberate choice because I think it's just a faster way to get across what you want. And yeah. I know it doesn't really, people probably are a bit scared, but I'm like, well, at least I can go, I'll just be the angry one who's like, this is what I think, blah, 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 rather than just going through. So, and, and it's, it's almost like a, I don't know. It's kind of, if you want your voice to be heard in that kind of environment, you kind of yeah. just have to blurt it out and just I think it's like, see where it goes. It's like two ways, right? And that like you have to kind of step up to match the environment, but also the environment in an ideal world would somehow modify to include like a diverse range of like communications yeah. and opinions. But I don't know if it's like at that stage yet. I feel like the first step is like women especially like speaking up and then because I do believe this that they're like better at incorporating other opinions or like a different mechanisms of chatting and communicating and I think the 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 stuff stacked against shout out to our male listeners shout out to our male listeners no no love our male listeners the stacks (laughs) the stacks the things stacked against women sometimes are so uh, insidious yeah. That it's like you kind of have to just get back at it in other in other small ways, and yeah. also I'd rather far rather have a reputation for being angry than being ineffective. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what I, I think actually, um, some famous dictators throughout history have said oh, something shit. quite similar Fuck! to that. Honestly, I do think I would be a dictator. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I, I strongly know. believe that. If it weren't for the fact that you were in comedy, you probably would be oppressing a whole bunch of people somewhere. No, I wouldn't be oppressing them, but I would be very, you know, be making some people You unhappy. wouldn't call it oppressing, but most definitely the people under your rule would. No, honestly, I, I no, I wouldn't deal with that sort of pressure. I couldn't deal with that sort of pressure. Maybe just I like a low, just like a, like a middle management oppressor. <laughs> Yeah, just like an asshole manager of Walmart. Just like the ones, yeah, just like the ones that always get killed under Darth Vader or like a Sith Lord, um, in Star Wars. Just the ones that like running the Death Star. I'm that person. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really know Star Wars well enough. Oh man, you're one of those. No, I'm not one of those. I went to the digital re. Um, fuck it. I actually can't be bothered. You did actually have bragged about this before. Anyway, we're getting far, very much off topic. Um, yeah, but no, I actually think this loops really well into it because like all of those things about the expectations that are different for women and men or whatever links into why plastic surgery is like so widely used more for women than yeah. it is for men. And and how and how much it um, warps uh, the mi- mind of you and I who very much think that we are onto it when really, I mean, I look at pictures of women and go, man... She needs some work <laughs> Fuck. all the time. Do you really? I don't no. know. If I would. Mo- I would definitely look at picture of a woman and be like, "Oh, she got work done." No, see, I I've earned. So I say that jokingly of looking at things and be like, sure. "Oh, she need- no, I do." Um, but I, I I think I've I've swung so far to the other side. So I've grown up. My entire life, you know, plastic surgery is a thing that you know exists as a, you know, teenager, a kid or whatever. And the, it's used as a way, and this in so many, and it happens so much. It's used in a way where it's something that is created 
by a, a system and a world and a society that encourage that 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 you know encourages women to get that or to, you know to to or like to prolong their careers, I guess, and as actresses or whatever, and then condemns them for when they get too much. So yeah. I once saw a tweet by someone. Um, uh, like this writer who I was like, oh, yeah, you, he's cool. But he was just like, he tweeted about Dolly Parton Ugh, just being like, leave her alone. I know. And I was, he was just like, fuck's sake, like fucking Dolly Parton looks like absolute like shit. Like mm. she got too much work done and stuff. And I was like, honestly, there is so, like, it just makes me so upset and mad. You know, because you know what I mean, right? Yeah. It's like, it's used as a tool to oppress woman. And then it's again used as a tool to oppress woman <laughs> for getting it, right? Well, here's what I think it is. Here's why I think people don't like being able to see plastic surgery or see that it's done, including myself, right? It's because you want to think that however a person looks was effortless. And that's, I think that's why, like, there's that, like, whole trope of men being, like, they want to go out with a woman who's, like, fucking hot but Mm -hmm. also loves to eat because they hate the fact that she'd be hot because she monitors her diet and exercises regularly. Like, it's much hotter that you're just, like, got a fast metabolism you were born with, you know? like Yeah, that's bullshit. But in saying that, I do, when I look at a woman and I see she gets plastic surgery, see that she's visibly had plastic surgery, and I feel like the telltale sign nowadays is like lips. Yeah, like, yeah. That's one thing I don't understand because your lips always look fucked up. They yeah, always look fucked up. But it was a time up. in the late 90s, early 2000s where lots of them got it done. And it felt like, like you know, it was like La- your Lara Flynn Boyles, your Calista Flockhearts, you yeah. know? Yeah. And shout it was just out. like, shout out to them. I'm s- I mean, if you're listening, I'm, honestly, honestly, your work, your body of work is amazing. And no I respect joke, you. I have a picture of Ally McBeal on my wall. You, lo- Oh my God, you're a lawyer. You graduate. Yeah. Does she an inspiration? Huge inspiration. Really? Huge inspiration. That's cool. But like, so, fuck, I forgot what the fuck I was talking oh, about. Oh, shit. Nah, come on. Give me a second here. No. <laughs> Silence is good for the podcast. Hold on. Oh my god! Can I not talk and fill this ear? Don't leave it. Oh god! What if I just whisper? No, don't whisper. You were talking about. Uh, uh, stop it! It's gonna come back to me. No, I, I could tell you what you're talking about. I don't want to hear it from you. I want to hear it from inside of me. Why? Because I want it to come from the inside. This is so. It's you. important to me that I can recall my own brain. Are you scared about losing? Yeah. It? But I don't want to talk about that on the podcast. Okay. Bring, bring. Fuck. Bring, bring. I was just about to get it, but we've got this call coming Bring, bring. Yeah, hi, hi. Hi, you're on the air with Alison Rose. Hey. Hey, it's uh, Joey again, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Hey, Joey. (laughs) Fuck. So what's up? What happened to you? Are you in prison or? I got out. I um, I, I started seeing a girl, Deanne, and she's really uh, nice and... uh, uh, again, apologies for killing your entire fan club. Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to ask, uh, what what were you uh, what what was your what were you talking about just before you forgot what you're talking about? God, Joey. also mad fan for life. Fucking, that guy is a piece of shit. He's not a piece of am, shit. I'm not afraid to. Okay, so you don't believe in rehabilitation power. of prisons? Prisoners? You don't believe in rehabilitation of prisoners then? Nah, of course I do. Yeah, well, Joey isn't a piece of shit then, is he? You're all right. Yeah. Fuck! You just owned me just then. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I, I. You did it. You owned I did it. me. I did it. No, okay. So p- women getting their lips done, right? Mm-hmm. And then I look at them and I'll be like, "Fuck, she got it done," and I'll, it'll <laughs> hurt me. Fuck, she got it done. And it'll hurt me 
like personally. Like I'll take it personally. Yeah. Because it makes me feel like, oh God. It's so, it just is like so sad. It just has like a fundamental thing in my core being where I'll be like, no, there's so much that's good about you. And you were so hot. (laughs) And now you've like butchered your face. Lips is such a funny thing to get as well because you don't need them. They're not the things that are going, you're going, oh, her lips are looking old. (laughs) But I think that people do. Is it smoker puckery lips? Smoker lips and also thin upper lip. Yeah, do they get do thin do upper lips lose weight over time? Yeah, I guess they do. Imagine if you dieted and exercised for ages and then you just lost weight all in your upper lip, <laughs> all in your upper lip. And you just had like a huge tummy. That'd be gutting. <laughs> that would be real gutting. No, but like if you think about Kylie um, Jenner, she has made a whole career out of the fact that she changed the way that her face looked. But then, like other people, do you remember other watching Kardashians where they're like, where there would be ch- literal children, they'd be twelve, and they would got yeah. excited about going to Dylan's candy bar I in know. LA. Fuck. And now they're like, so sad. But then also, like, it's good for her, for and them, like, yeah. she's taking control of her body and stuff. It's more like, for so like her instance is so far removed from kind of the way that she initially looked, and in the same way with like Dolly Parton or like Cher, mm. I almost feel like what they're doing now is like art. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. Yeah, like it's some sort of like heightened version of themselves. But whereas like somebody who's just like getting totally. ma- maintenance yeah. or that they would call maintenance so they don't age. You're I've, so right about that like, art call though. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. I love bring, that. Bring. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. God. <laughs> Ring, ring. Hello. Hi. Hi. Wow. Wow. I'm live on the air. Oh, my Who God. I can't believe this Kathy. Oh, this Kathy. Kathy. Listen, nice I just heard the art Kathy. call and I wanted to ring in and say, congratulations. You nailed it. Boop. Wow. Um, someone just called in. A, uh, I, I'm not going to pass on what they said. but No, I heard. I heard. Oh, shit. Okay. God, um, that's great. It's nice to get one on the hooper. Okay. So those are two really in- uh, incredible examples of, of women who have had um, worked on it and, pr- and you know are very proud of the fact yeah so but this is exactly so Cher is like an incredible example of 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 how uh, surgery is used um, to for, uh, force women to basically you know not age and be beautiful for yeah. their entire lives but then also how it's the she but they become the butt of a joke like and this yeah. is the double standard that I infuriates me because <laughs> it is it is because yeah. it's like if Cher had never got plastic surgery, we would not know who Cher is. She no. would be a relic of the 70s. No. We would absolutely not know her. Uh, what What is that based on? That is ba- No, that is based what on. What is that based on? That is based on that her career wouldn't have, wouldn't have lasted into her 70s. Her career lasted so long before she got plastic surgery. No, it didn't. Do you know when, what, how, when do you reckon she started getting worked In the 60s. Done? Fuck off, she did. Nope, she did. She got her teeth fixed. Aww. She got her lips done. She got her nose done, mate. Fuck. She's had, but she's been incredible because she's got plastic surgery from the 60s yeah. all the way up. You know, she, so she got, yeah. 
So Dolly she, Parton too, I suppose. Yeah, it was it was teeth, it was nose, like you can and you can track it. And like and Moonstruck, which is one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, at that point you're like, this is an amazingly beautiful woman. She had so much work done by then. Really? Oh, amazing amount of work done. And a mermaid, she was she was like freaking in her forties, right? She looked 20. Yeah, it's weird because also we do so much like praising of people who look younger than they actually are. Okay, this is, and also, sidetrack, right, I've got, go. I'm, I'm getting hot, I'm getting rampant. Okay, this is another one of my my, uh, my biggest ha- hates, and I, okay. biggest hates, I'm so ramped up about it, I just called it my biggest hates. Um, I, I think I've talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. My pet peeve yeah. is when people go, and tweet, and I am very much guilty of this in the past, but I absolutely don't, I really don't do it anymore. Uh, when people tweet or put on Facebook or post anything and they're like, damn, young Helen Mirren was a babe. Oh, yeah. And it's this fetishization. I mean, obviously everyone values youth, right? Mm-hmm. But Man. in what way? Like, obviously just post a picture of Helen Mirren and go, damn, Helen Mirren. Like, it's always this kind of internet meme thing where it's like oh young Anne McKellen oh look at young Patrick Stewart oh look at young Helen Mirren oh look at young Harry like Judy Dench I think part of that though is the fascination with the fact that people live lives before they come into your consciousness like when I look at pictures of my parents like it is like I find it almost to the point of like unfathomable that hold on I know know, try that again I want to get it out I find it almost unfathomable yeah that they existed before I was born. Really? <laughs> yeah, I like it blows my fucking mind. So like yeah. when I see pictures of them before I was I born, don't think, like, I sim- never think of that, and that's a real weird thing to think. <laughs> Is it? A little bit. I don't think it's weird. It's like how how I can completely so- fathom how my my parents' <laughs> entire lives before I was born. I I like if I think about it, if I donate too much of my brain space or like my thought to it. I start to just like spiral out of control because the fact that there was a world before I existed <laughs> and that there'll be a okay, world this after better, I'm this gone. This better fucking be in the apologies next week. No, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Most deaf will be. I understand, but, the, apolog- I understand the um idea of a world existing when, once you're gone, for sure. Yeah, but the same applies to before you existed. That's why like people are so consumed with the idea that dying is the most difficult thing where in fact we've already technically been dead because we we ceased to exist in the physical world also we've never um we've never really existed or stopped stopped started existing or stopped existing all the cells in our body are regen- and, and atoms Preach. are regenerated so Get we're constantly dying and we're Damn. constantly being reborn and you when it. we die we're already dead yeah, and we now. just become part of the earth yes. and continue existing speak yeah, I, I spoke. <laughs> I spoke and I spoke the truth and I spoke the truth to power. <laughs> no, but like it just uh, this is what this is uh, this is why I don't think it's such an outrageous thing to say because when you talk about like dealing with the like uh, dealing with the complexity of death or like coming to terms with the idea of death and ceasing to exist, why do people never think about before they existed? Like, come to fucking terms with that first. And then we'll deal with the part where you die. Because to think that you ever once weren't here, but there was a whole world of things that happened before you, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, I want some. I want. <laughs> no, I'm trying to find the quote that I uh, am taught, that I was thinking of. But I remember, um, I remember reading some, uh, you know, example of like basically thinking about your life as a vi- as the smallest, smallest sliver of light surrounded by 
infinite darkness. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, that's how much of a blip you are. What I like are. about that is how you get to be the light instead of the darkness. Oh, yeah, of course. But, I mean, okay, oh, infinite light and then one sliver of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense with what we understand about light and dark, right? <laughs> Come on. You're right. I stand corrected. You own. <laughs> I did own you again twice. Um, yeah, twice. But like, it's weird. It's just weird to think. I don't know. It just. I, I understand. I understand. It makes of, me yeah. feel good about death. That's for sure. Because it's like, okay, I, I know what it's like to not be physically conscious in this world. You don't know what it's like. I do. Because I was once not a physical being but in this world. you don't know what it was like. Well, presumably I do. I had that experience. You whatever, that experience well, you whatever, whatever collection of cells came to be me once either separately or together had that experience of being me but not being conscious in the world, not being physical in the world. So what you're saying almost is like I was watching a How It's Made um, video recently, <laughs> and it was um it was about gumballs. Oh boy! It was about gumballs, yeah. and um all of the uh, faulty like the the bad gumballs that, that they don't sh- they get shaped. No, it was jawbreakers. All of the yeah the go- gumballs and Make the jawbreakers sure right. yeah that, that were badly formed. Don't fuck up. The just specifics. get added to the mix. The the giant like you they just throw them all in the mix for the next batch, and that's kind of what your body is. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, if you accept <laughs> <laughs> if you accept that energy cannot be created and cannot be destroyed, it all I has. Mean, has to, that been proven? I feel like it has. I feel like it has. I'm not really the authority on it, and uh, even if there was an authority on it here, I would not defer to them. <laughs> but God. if we accept that energy cannot Imagine be created, a science and neuroscientist, <laughs> I'd probably be like, "Excuse okay. me, just can I interrupt you for?" Oh my god! I bet you, and I, honestly, I wouldn't put it past you. I literally I wouldn't know, put it past I you. I know. I want to be better than I am, and I think that's what's important. <laughs> I think you were definitely like quite smart. So you have the, but you have like the. Thank you. Yeah, but you kind of have that confidence Thank to go. You. I could have learned to, to do what yeah. you did. I feel that way strong. Exactly, but I I don't have that. But I I, I don't know. I know, but the, I don't have that with every area of my life. But there's literally no, um, like okay. I think the thing you were talking about where I most strongly felt it was when we went to that comedy club and we saw a guy and his whole act was that he like blew a bubble and then he like blew another bubble on top of it oh, yeah, and another and bubble it was it. and it was like a tower of bubbles and we were watching it through like the box looking down at it so we couldn't hear what was going on right mm-hmm. and then at one point he like poked a hole in one of the bubbles and blew smoke into it and then he popped the bubble and the smoke was in the air and it got a standing ovation. <laughs> and did. I was like, irate. The standing ovation. I was like, was I could amazing. fucking learn. To, I could go home tonight and I could learn that skill and I could come back tomorrow and I could perform it for everybody. But here. Mate, that's literally, that's literally the basis of magic. So you're not, you know, like <laughs> magic is only. But it's not magic. Like no, no, I'm no, I seeing how he's doing it in front of my eyes. So, okay. So a magician, would you be shot by I was a magician? Would I be what? Would you be impressed by a magician? I'm constantly impressed by magicians. Okay, but, that, but that's there's just not a bit of ta- me that doesn't think I could learn to do that. But I feel really? the same way about surgeons. No, magic. I'm ma- impressed by the fact that they've acquired the skill, that they've put the time towards it. But I was like, in uh, probably in another universe, I am a fucking neurosurgeon. Oh my god, this speaks so much to who you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. In no, no I, way do I could could I I imagine myself doing like being able to do anything 
else. Maybe. I imagine the world is full of infinite possibilities. Kind of, I don't think I can do what I and do. And I've just picked to do this one. <laughs> yeah, actually, comedy is the one thing where I'm like, um, my def- my it's parents hard to know if you can do this. Or so, not. did your parents tell you you could you were no, capable of anything? Not. Okay, well, yeah. Definitely well, neither not. did mine. <laughs> yeah. My mum was like, my mum like, hey, give it a dreams. good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mum would be like, give it a good shot, and yeah. then she'd be like, it didn't work out. Did it? Oh god! <laughs> I remember um, one thing I really wanted to do when I was younger, mm. like seven or eight, was play rugby because my brothers were all playing it, and my mum was like adamant that I shouldn't, and my dad was like, let her give it a go. Game one. God, it was like destroying because I remember lining up to go on the team and I was like real fat. I was very fat and I had a very short haircut. And (laughs) I remember one of the boys being like, is that a boy or a girl? I had that as well. Yeah. And so like already confidence destroyed going onto the field. And then I got on the field and was just like petrified. And like whenever I got thrown the ball, I would just throw it away. And I like completely didn't want to participate in it. And I learned, now what I know, which is that I like hate rugby. And I think it's like important though that I had that experience of trying it Absolutely. and knowing it's not for me, but also knowing if I dedicated enough time to it, I truly believe and I could be the best rugby player. As well. And if you didn't have that short haircut. I had a short haircut when I got I was confused younger. for a boy a lot, I think, because of a short haircut. Yeah. I got, my mum, because I had curly hair, she, got, she took me to this place called Carnival Kids, which was just mm. a kid's haircutting place, bad start. Yeah. And it was literally haircutting um, uh, like, set, like uh, school um, students yeah, uh, sent to experiment on children's hair and then literally just spray some, spray some glitter hairspray at it afterwards and be like, pretty. Yeah, my mum would just fucking cut gave me a nut- They gave me a number four haircut. <laughs> a number four haircut on the sides and curly on the top. I have pictures to prove this. Oh, God, I had a mullet at once. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe this is why we get on is that we had horrific haircuts when we were younger. Horrific haircuts. Um, my, my styling was whack. Real quick, real quick. I really do want to bring it back to the plastic surgery thing. Yeah. I think we've made it clear our, our you know, um, opinions on it. I am very pro. <laughs> okay, well, no, I, I'll make it clear now. I'm, I am very pro um, doing plastic surgery. If you want, it's your body. Mm-hmm. It's literally your body. You only get one shot. You know, uh, do whatever you want to it, but keep in mind and keep and think about why you're doing it, yeah. what you're doing it for, who you're doing it for. I have one question for you. I'd like to pose to you. I what? concur. Do you think plastic surgery is a mark of like the degeneration of our culture, or do you think we've always been this way, but now we just have the tools to carry out the things we would have done? Always been this way. Okay. Chinese foot binding. <laughs> That's and my, on that note, that's my that's my that's my uh, two words. Two words. It's not. It's not. I mean, that was really bold end to the podcast. <laughs> but no, what do you? It was potentially a racist end as well because you're like putting all bleep? of that on the yeah, Chinese. No, no. I know. Let's it's just but it's because it you cut me off. Foot binding. It was just... literally. It was literally going to be a list. It was going to be a list. Okay, great. In... Corsets. By who? By which ethnicity? French. <laughs> I don't know. Chinese foot binding. French, French corsets. corsets. Um, British wigs. British wigs. Um, uh, okay, this is like a fucked up BuzzFeed <laughs> standards of beauty video, but the opposite of the most fucked up beauty standards there are in every different culture. Yeah. Um, I wonder when it'll swing around again to like curvaceous women being the... Um, don't you hate... I, I um. I ha- well, I think pretty soon. I think I think we're wide. I think we're definitely widening and getting better. And uh, I honestly think, yeah, we we live in a world now where the um, 
beauty is a much wider, broader spectrum yeah, maybe that's of things right. and people. And there's way more understanding in society what is... One thing we can yeah. all agree on, it doesn't what? come from the inside. Absolutely not. True, I would, uh, true beauty comes... I mean, literally has to come from the outside. Literally. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Symmetry and shape. <laughs> Symmetry and shape. I hate those experiments where they're like, this is the most beautiful. Like, every yeah, two Elizabeth years. Elizabeth Hurley apparently has the most symmetrical face in she's the world. She's fucking beautiful, though. Yeah, she's tight. If you had to get a plastic surgery, what would you get? Uh, well, a lipo, but yeah. I know it's a short-term fix. I'm furious. And get my, I know, I know, because you think it's a bad waste of resources, but because I'm getting lipo. No, not so bad. It's bad for your body. Well, all surgery is bad no, but for it's your the body. worst for your body. All surgery is literally and you know bad how I know for that for you, And then you know how I know that, Louis Thoreau. All surgery is bad for you, though. Yeah, but it's not as bad as liposuction. You're literally displacing fat cells, rather than just cutting some shit out and tucking shit. And sounds great. I'm gonna get a chin tuck. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like one of those too. A little chin tuck and a little uh, under eye bag. I don't fucking know what that. But you know what? I say all these things, and then I, I, I look at what you actually have to do for a procedure of plastic surgery, and I'm like, fuck that shit. Yeah. I've the had- healing time is so long. So long. Like, I can't stay in bed for seven weeks. I could, but it's I've also got like time. quite anxiety reducing. Like, I had surgery when I was 17 and was fine about it and never really thought about the consequences, except for the 0.7% chance that I'd lose control of my bladder, which I focused on. But I never <laughs> thought that I was going to die in surgery. But then I had surgery when I was 25 and I was like, for sure, thinking, wow, I'm going to die in here. It was very emotional. I think because you get closer to. You like, you know, you realize that there are so many variables when you're older about what could go wrong. So like the thought of like electively putting yourself in a position of like getting surgery done yeah. just for looks. I mean, I, I li- I've never, ever had a surgery, so I, 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 I can't even relate. Can't even relate. Let me talk you through it. No, but no. I also appreciate that some people feel like they're trapped by the way they look and they like psychologically can't overcome it. Would you get Botox? Oh, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. <laughs> I feel the same. I'm like, yeah. No, I, I wanna, want to. I want to be the type of person who doesn't get it, but I also like want to. I want to. My goal for myself, right, overall, would be like to be in a position where I'm like truly comfortable with the way I look and I'm healthy. Mm. I don't feel like I'm at that balance yet. I ab- I absolutely do not exercise or take care of my body enough That's to true. ever get. Shut the fuck up, don't ever. It was true. It Neither was do true. I. Neither do I. But. I don't do it enough to ever try and change myself cosmetically, like with surgery, right? Right. Like, th- there's no way that I should be allowed to do that <laughs> when I don't take care of myself. Like, like just yeah. eat less biscuits and maybe your face will get a bit better, you know? It's like, <laughs> that's all. That's all I have to do. Yeah. You know, every time I watch a movie, and do you do this as well? I don't know. You haven't said the thing Um. Yet. Every every time I watch a movie, I go, Can't wait. if I lost a bit of weight, I could, do, I could be in that. <laughs> Do other people do that? No, but every time I see myself on camera, I'm like shocked. I like can't believe that's how I am in the world. And that's just it's too it's too hard to see us on the camera. But let's just get it's used to it. It's a nightmare. Yeah, just get used to it. Do you want to end with a positive affirmation? Mm, are we coming to the end? We are definitely coming. I I've just looked at my computer to just Google search a, a good affirmation, and I just saw my last Google search was "Your life sliver of light." <laughs> Trying to find that quote. Um, positive. Affirmation. Worth silence there for the readers. Um, okay. I believe in myself and my abilities. That's not that good. 
35 affirmations that will change your life. Okay. Okay. While you find an affirmation for us to say, I'm going to make my apologies. My body is healthy. My mind is brilliant. My soul is tranquil. Well, that is presumptuous. That's like, that's just a mantra. Yeah. Like that's not something to say. I am superior to negative thoughts and love actions. Not true of me. What about um, 35 affirmations that will change your life? Is that what you're on? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm on. Um, I'd like to make him uh, some apologies. Okay, you can go ahead. I'm sorry, I just burped. Yeah. I think I've got an issue with indigestion. Was that an apology? Yeah, that's an apology. Uh, I'd also like to apologize to, to, to Jen. Who's Jen? She's the person I named... And who was sitting in a car in front of me today who I cut off. I don't actually know if that's her real name. You just made it up. I did, but I named her that mm. in a way to control her. Oh, uh, I'd like to apologize to my flatmates. I didn't do the dishes last night. I left them out on on the sink. Actually, on that note, were you around earlier this morning? Yeah, 5 a.m. Yeah, you sorry. woke me up. I'm sorry. It's all right. I knew I'd wake someone up. Yeah. I came back. That's okay. I was ready to be up. I think my body had done sleeping. I'm so sorry about that. I'd like to apologize for that interruption in the apologies segment. Yeah. And I'd like to... Do I apologize for that or... No, you're fine. Okay. And I'd like to apologize to mum because I didn't come for dinner tonight and you invited me. What was she she making? Something with pasta. Have you got that meatloaf recipe off her yet? No, she hasn't sent it to me. That's pretty young. Uh, and that was Boners of the Mind. Thank you so much for listening this week. And obviously you can tweet any of your thoughts and feelings to at Alice Sneddon. A and river at of compassion washes away my anger and replaces it with love. That's fucked up. <laughs> at Alice Sneddon and at Rose Metafaya. Which is mine going to be? My, mine's going to be my fears of tomorrow are simply melting away. Happiness is a choice. I base my happiness on my own accomplishments and the blessings I've been given. I radiate beauty, charm, and grace. I am courageous and I stand up for myself. I acknowledge my own self-worth. My confidence is soaring. My thoughts are filled with positivity and my life is plentiful with prosperity. That person has never been me. Yeah, these are all bullshit. Kama for sponsoring this episode of Bonus of the Mind. Thanks for tuning in. And Kama, listen, God, I love you. I love you. I love you like I love our listeners. Like a love song, baby. <laughs> oh, Kama. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try the worst idea of all time? It's, it still surprises me, like, you know, walking around meeting new people and you explain what the podcast concept is um, here at the festival and people are going, like, do you really watch it each time? And yeah. even people who have followed through with listening to it, we fucking do, guys. We watch it every single it's time. It's not an intelligent podcast, but it is a podcast loaded with integrity, so... Um... <laughs> not every episode is good. But every episode is real. It is authentic. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.